0: David, thank you for joining us again today. How are you doing? Oh,
1: I'm doing great. It's been a, it's been a busy one. Got started earlier than normal today. And uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm okay. okay. Sweet, sweet. Well, today we are here to talk about the learning curve of web 3. And it's such a great topic because just the just starting with the term Web 3. You know, I feel like it's turning into that thing where people are kind of like, I've, I've, I've heard of Web 3, but I kind of have this sense like it's this new evolution of the web. But I, I venture to say if you asked most people to say, all right, how, how would you define the difference between Web 2 and Web 3? I think a lot of people would really struggle with that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I see it all the time. I see it from 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 people who are, you know, uh, in good faith are trying to make that distinguishment for people but um, are, are kind of failing to do so. The, the way that I say it, it's not technically, uh, it's not the most technically proficient definition or whatnot, but I, I just simply say that Web3 is, is the internet when it's 2025. I mean, that's just <laughs> the best kind of frame that I can put it around and... Uh, you know, it's really just about how it is that we engage, interact, and and, and, uh, and intertwine with 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 online material. You know, and and, and the, the most, I guess, common example is is how we're going from passwords to connecting wallets. Is, is sort of a, mm-hmm. the most common one, but that's how that's how I would frame it. You know.
0: Well, yeah, and I how I tend to frame it is I really like. Uh, and this is probably me uh just liking to be in control or at least be live happily with the uh my own self perception that i have control but to <laughs> me when i look at the difference between web 2 and web 3 i really like to look at it from like a like an ownership uh like a data ownership perspective you know and like yeah okay you know what i'm thrilled that we have you know, people like the Jack Dorseys of the world that started up a Twitter and, frankly, are giving us this platform to bring people together to talk about great topics like Web3, like we're doing today. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, Twitter, Twitter owns this platform, and they're letting me participate. I'm also on Facebook. Facebook owns all of that, and they let me participate. But they're really the ones that own all, all this information, all these assets. But what I am intrigued about when I think of Web3, and this is how I try to describe it to people, is, um, you know, you, the individual, kind of really get to be the owner of that data and just having a lot more control over, you know, where, where your data, where your information, where your assets are stored, who has access to them, and who you grant access to, and um, I, I, to me those that's that that's like the, the big thing that I really love about Web3, at least in my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's definitely a deeper dive into it and I and I, and I love that you bring decentralization into it mm-hmm. and uh being able to gate your own stuff uh from those that normally had access to it to leverage it to their own advantage, you know, on a financial uh on a, a financial plane is something that you know is gonna be very much enjoyable to get a breath of fresh air from, from how content is, is, uh, consumed and shared, uh, without having to kind of overexpose
0: yourself. I mean, any more than we already have had ourselves exposed to, but
1: it'll be, it'll be refreshing for sure.
0: Yeah. So in particular today, we're focusing on kind of the, the, the learning curve here. Um, I mean, I guess we, we, took our, we dipped our first toe in the pool just by even, you know, defining differences between, you know, Web 2 and Web 3. Um, but, David, do you have some other uh, learning curve type things that pop into your head when we think about, you know, getting, learning more about this new environment?
1: Well, I love that the barrier is so low. You know, there's not a lot of friction there to get started on any one key thing uh, that can, you know, put a notch, you know, in your belt, a feather in your cap and saying that, you you know, you dove in and you kind of got, you know, your head under the water for Web 3 and, and you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you're in the pool, you're in the lake, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of those examples would, would be um, obviously minting, being able to mint something that you've worked on, that you've created, an idea, whether it's in the form of art you know, something visual, it's something audible, like music, if it's, if it's, if it's uh, something audible, like maybe an ebook that's, you know, that you've recited yourself. Um, those are surface level type things. And then you get dive deeper and, and you get into the nuances of the uh, utility of, of how this tech operates. And, you know, if you wanted to be real savvy, you, could, you know, put, put the locks to your home on blockchain, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of ways that you can dive in and no one's going to stop you. That's the thing. That's the thing about this learning curve. The information is out there. The information is accessible. You know, it's there. You'll find it on Twitter. You'll find it uh, on on YouTube. You'll find some on Discord um, and even on LinkedIn, you know, whether it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether you get referred or connected or you have to click a couple of links, but anything that you can imagine for the most part um, you're going to be able to execute on some format with with blockchain tech and, and Web3 integration. And it's just about, you know, having the idea and having the initiative to follow through and, and see what you want to do. The information is there, and that's what I love most about, uh, about this learning curve, that you're not going to need four years to catch up. Now, if you wait, you know, another 12, 24 months, you might have some catching up to do. But right now the, the, the playing ground is pretty level to where you can put something out there for someone to view, consume, engage with, and, and you don't have to have, you know, uh, a PhD or,
0: or, or, or be a rocket scientist. Per se. Right. You know, and David, what you're talking about too actually came up in uh, one of the spaces that we recorded uh, last week, which was we were really encouraging people to not be afraid to, just go out there and, and give it a try. Uh, it's going to feel awkward. In fact, we were even talking about how the first time we ever recorded a Twitter space, just it was it was awkward. It was, well, you had to figure it out, you, you know, and, and everything's new and feels weird, but um, not to be afraid to do that, you know, just get out there and give it a shot, you know? Exactly. But, um, and, and on that note, I can just give uh, just a quick little tidbit is I've found in general, the overall web three community. This is just kind of what I've experienced attending a few conferences, just kind of being on, you know, discords and stuff like that, uh, that overall, it's, it's a pretty welcoming commit, uh, community, you know, I mean, if you, you know, have some questions, people are usually pretty kind and being willing to point you in the right direction uh, share some information because really the spirit of being decentralized is hey there is no one central authority to just govern this this is meant to be this more open space and so if it's going to be then we all need to kind of work together and function like 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 a village to just kind of help one one another out you know but um the only caveat there and we need to say it is just, be, just be smart. You know, don't ever give anyone your passwords, your keys. You might not even know what that term is yet, but just <laughs> your key. You know, well, you know what? Just even that term, keys. It, you wouldn't give a stranger a key to your house, so don't give them keys to your crypto or any of your other Web3-based assets. You know, just, just keep your head screwed on straight. But if you know if somebody's referring you to a link that has information about how a process works, you know, that's probably pretty genuine.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. common sense goes far in this space.
0: Yeah, it, it it really does. So, um, all right. Well, so let's just. I mean, you know, we kind of tend to focus on uh, NFTs uh, in this uh, sp- this space. Uh, us being Forever Eleven, and that's because uh, forever dot com is really kind of our 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 central home where we are launching our own NFT collection that is not really, it's not my art. It's not your art, David. It's, I like to say it's the community's art because we are curating art from many artists and really trying to help them get started in this, in this space. So it's great that we're talking about this learning curve of web three, but let's just take the world of NFTs and, um, what if you were going to advise an artist, what is in, in a good first step? You know, if you're, you know, you're an artist and you want to create an NFT, what's a good first step? How do you do that?
1: Well, um,
0: and there's multiple answers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of the narrative of how, how to, how to best generalize that, but to be good at it, I mean, there's going to be again the curve. Word comes in. there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. You're going to make mistakes, just like with. I mean, if you, you know, setting up an IG account, you know, five years ago, trying to set up a YouTube channel, it's the same process. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just that the tech is so unfamiliar that the onboarding gets mixed in there with being intimidating. It's not. It's not. Um, and and you'll see that's why in certain instances, I mean, I, I, I do this with some of my my larger clients where. You know, we kind of put the tech in the background until it's absolutely necessary. Or mm-hmm. or um, the only time that it's in the foreground is like, you know, if, if we're doing a large a large meeting with, with uh, you know, potential investors or whatnot, and they are specifically looking for the tech. They want to make sure that their money is writing on AI, that it's writing on blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we have to, you know, be front and centered with that. And We throw so much, uh, you know, tech at them, it becomes, uh, you know, to the level of understanding that they have it, it starts becoming jargon to them, but it's what they want to hear.
0: You know, they Mm want to
1: know that there is a fundamental, uh, uh, you know, understanding on our end of what this tech is going on, as long as we can represent that to them. And we have, you know, obviously the marketing team there, we have the development team there, and everybody is letting them know what's to come in the next six to 10 months, then then they're all about it. Now on a B2C sort of just direct end user, you want all that in the background because you want them focused on just onboarding the logistics of just going through the motions of like setting up an awards account for Starbucks or something like that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's how you, you know, you, you onboard this, just, just casually, just normal, just like with anything else and how you're successful comes after that it comes with now it just comes down to you you know are you a tenacious person do you give up easy what are you here for what are you bringing to the table uh how, how much passion do you have about your own art uh that kind of stuff that just existed prior to web3 even being introduced
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so really uh, you know like I, I as you were talking about the tech stuff the tech side of it what was kind of going through my mind was, and 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 I say this because this is this is how I started. So first of all, I I started just by I was like, man, I'm like, this this NFT thing sounds cool. Like my first goal was, I just want to see if I can like own an NFT. Like that just sounds cool. I mean, like that was literally square one. Like can I even just figure this out, you know? And you know, I was I was able to do that, and that led my journey to. I think it was OpenSea was the first market that I went to, and I bought like some little NFT and I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like I own an NFT. And then I had the thought of, okay, well, could I make an NFT? Okay. Well, that was a little higher bar. And I, I really, and actually I did that on OpenSea. They had some instructions, you know, I was able to find. And like you said, I created an account on OpenSea, kind of like I was creating a Starbucks reward account. And I just kept following like, their instructions and going through the process. And I think what's significant, and I would encourage people to have this attitude, is the attitude I had at the time that I was creating this NFT, um, it wasn't, truth be told, it wasn't an actual piece of art that, like, I had, like, hand-drawn or anything. I actually started with um, a little logo that I had that uh, was for, like, a small little, like, LLC that that I had and I was kind of like, well, I'll just use this as an image. I just wanted to see if I could get this turned into an NFT. But the attitude that I had was like, all right, I'm just going to give myself permission to completely botch this whole thing, you know? And so <laughs> I was typing out a description. I'm like, it's like, well, what's the description of this NFT? And I'm like, uh, the logo for my company called blah, 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 you know? and whatever you know so i'm just kind of going through the motions but i eventually got out there and i was like oh my gosh this nft it's right here and anyone can come by and buy it for i think i put a price of like 0.01 ether or something like that you know but you know what it didn't take me very long to go well okay a nobody's gonna want to buy it because it's just a dumb NFT. It it, it really had no purpose, no objective. I I was just trying to see if I could actually just create one. But then the bigger problem that I I realized was, Oh, there's a reason this website's called open sea, because I feel like I'm like, like a little fishing bobber floating in the ocean. Like nobody (laughs) is going to ever find this NFT, uh, you know, like, wow like how okay so then i started thinking if i'm an artist and i really want to sell how do how do i get my voice out how do i how do i get noticed when there's just hundreds of thousands or millions of other nfts like you know in this space but that's getting ahead of myself but i, I just would really encourage well, people I mean, it's, to, high, it's,
1: high, it's kind of ties into what i was saying as far as the tenacity of the artists themselves and yeah as far as them to do what it takes to put their work out there—that was always the truth about the art world. Uh, it just applied to galleries back then. It mm-hmm. applied to trying to get your work into public galleries, trying to get your work seen—you uh, know—through yep. portfolios and links and, and PDF files to engage, you know, with your audiences in the best way possible. So that, that element of doing what it took to to get to where you're going is it, still not going to change. The tech, yeah. the tech won't replace that need. It'll just facilitate and streamline things for you uh, in, in a much, in a much more efficient way. But I mean, you can take that with any industry as well. Um, yeah. You can take that with the real estate agents. You can go get your real estate license, but that doesn't mean you're going to get five listings the next week. You still right. need to be able to brand and market yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, and you know, this would be a great time, too, to mention why we're really even here talking about all of this. Our, our larger goal and dream for this Forever 11 project um, is actually started from my goal to attack that very problem of how do I advise my, at the time, 13-year-old daughter. She's now 14 because we've been working on this project for a year here. But how do I advise my 14-year-old daughter that is just this budding artist and wants to get her art out there and, you know, be able to make it available and get noticed. And, you know, I I had figured out, okay, great, I can help her turn it into an NFT, but she still has this problem of, you know, shouting over all of these other voices. And that's when the idea came for, well, what if we created a platform where we brought many artists together that were looking to kind of learn about what is the next generation of sharing and publishing art what is that going to look like and which is of course i think we'd all agree nfts and how can they learn about it and maybe be be part of a community that is also trying to learn about it alongside each other and that's where this idea for forever 11 came about um to give artists an opportunity to learn about nfts learn about web3 Get some of their art with our assistance, of course. Minted. Get a little taste of what this world looks like, and then from there, um, you know, my dream would be to see see some really successful artists go off and do their own collections, and just be able to say, "Wow, that that I, I never would have been here if it hadn't been for you know Forever Eleven just giving me that start, giving me that chance, that opportunity." to just learn a little bit more. And um, yeah, so if you're an artist and you want to start down that path, we totally invite you with uh, open arms to come check out forever11.com and um, just start learning more about what this journey looks like and if we can help you along the way. And I, as the founder, promise to continue to bring uh, people like my good friend David on board as well that know so much more about this industry than even I do, but we'll just continue to bring in these experts um, to try to guide your journey along the way. But um, So on that note, David, unless you have anything else to add, I just want to thank you once again for being here with us today and uh, helping us talk about this, the learning curve of web three. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think we covered it. Obviously we, we literally could talk about this for three days straight. Some Twitter spaces have done. So uh, that's not our objective today. I'm, I'm glad we're able to keep it light and breezy to just kind of get the information, let it sink in and then we can expand on it later as as, as we go down. But yeah,
0: absolutely a uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, come join us next uh, Thursday, guys. We'll have another topic out there. Hope to see you out there. Take care. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.